This tour report is made possible by Botkin Family Wealth Management, headquartered in Peters Township with offices in Ligonier. Sarah and Les are certified financial planners, and Lester is a chartered financial analyst. The father-daughter-son team offers comprehensive investment advice. For more information, BotkinFamilyWealth.com. And by Teal College. The road to a rewarding and lucrative career in mental health counseling, speech-language pathology, physician assistant or nursing, starts at Teal College. Teal offers undergraduate and graduate degree programs for in-demand careers. Learn more at teal.edu. is the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra with Helene Grimaud recorded just uh, about an hour or so ago live from Slovenia with Jim Cunningham. And Jim is on the line now with a post-concert report, the first concert on this 2022 European tour. Jim Cunningham, are you there? I am here, and good evening. We're standing in front of the hotel, midnight. It's uh, <laughs> kind of a quiet scene. We're standing by the orchestra bus, and Jim Nova, our utility trombone, is with us. Jim had a very unusual evening. He uh, was described by his colleagues as the star of the show. <laughs> he played the entire program without a lot of advance notice. Uh, I'll let you explain, Jim. Yeah, I found out a few days ago that due to illness, our principal trombone player Peter Sullivan was not going to be uh, at you know at the beginning of the tour, and uh, our associate principal trombonist retired over the summer. So that kind of left me in the in the situation where I'm going to have to play first trombone on this entire concert. So you did it all tonight, and the Mahler was spectacular in the second half. But the Ravel was great, and the Schulhoff pieces I thought went down well. They can't be known by many people in the audience. It's a premiere of the orchestrated right. version. No, it was terrific. It was really terrific. I mean, I I tell people that playing on tour with the PSO and like, you know, especially during recording weeks, that it's kind of like what we would call playoff football. You know, it's like the big time. It's like the most important stuff we do. So, you know, I've played first trombone in the orchestra many times, but, uh, you know, we usually bring our normal complement on these tours and for recordings. And so for the right circumstances to happen at the right time in the right way, you know, um, it was really exciting and a great honor to, to, to be able to do it. And, you know, if one is going to play first trombone in any orchestra, I highly recommend the Pittsburgh Symphony because they, my colleagues were extremely supportive and made it very easy for me to move into that position. Even though at first it was a little bit like jumping off the mountain with the hang glider and hoping all the, all the buckles were attached, you know, <laughs> European audiences are not always jumping to their feet at the end for a standing ovation, but tonight they did, and you played two encores, too. That's right, yeah. They they really sometimes are pretty, you know, they'll be very, you know, appreciative, but they don't necessarily jump to their feet, and uh, it was really exciting to see them do that. And uh, they seemed really, uh, I was really, you know, I mean, the Ravel and the Mahler are very well-known pieces, but the Schuhoff was, it's such a gem. And I, I, I'm really excited that they enjoyed that piece as much as they did. 
The woman sitting next to me in the second balcony, very elegant concert goer, she said she goes to a lot of concerts at the uh, festival. I thought she must somehow know uh, the inner workings of it because she shook hands with the festival director who was a couple of rows away from us afterwards. But she said she had never heard a Mahler as good as the Mahler. She said, I've heard Gustav Mahler's first symphony on many occasions, but this is the best that I've ever heard. And I really thought it was very genuine, her reaction. And all around me, people were really turned on. Now, I was in the second balcony. It's a modernist hall, pretty full tonight, at least three-fourths full. You know, with the worldwide concert audience problem of audiences being down, it's refreshing to see at the festival. They've had dozens of hundreds of events at this festival, and they're still in the final third of it, drawing well for the Pittsburgh Symphony. What was it like on stage, and what did you think of the hall? For folks at home cannot see it. How would you describe it? Um, well, I mean, from for me, the most important thing is obviously the acoustics, and it was a, a pleasant hall to play in, much, you know, sort of more compact than Heinz Hall. I mean, Heinz Hall is kind of a big space to fill, and I think that's part of why the orchestra plays the way it does, you know, and I'm sure that you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, the, I'm thinking of your, uh, the reaction to the Mahler that you said that the audience member had, you know, and what I love, one of the things I just love about the Pittsburgh Symphony is that the orchestra will gladly take risks for the sake of excitement. You know, it'll, <clears throat> it'll risk, you know, sometimes it'll risk ruin in order to go for an excitement, exciting moment. And that was something that I really had to kind of remember when I moved over into the first chair is that, you know, you've got to go for it every time and you've got to really put it out there and be exciting about what you're playing and, and the audience will react. And here's an audience that, you know, nobody in that audience knows the drama of what's going on backstage of, Oh, we have a player who's ill and somebody else had to move up and play first. They don't know, or for that matter care, but you know, I was like, I'm going to be, I'm leading the charge this time, and so I'm going to have to bring it. You know, bring my A game in a spot that I wasn't planning to do in, until about four days ago. You know. Well, bravo. Congratulations. It was amazing from start to finish. And I think Ellen Grimaud was turned on, too, in the first half. She played an encore. I didn't know it. It was a very atmospheric, uh, possibly a little extra French music. I don't know. I have to check into what the encore yeah. was after her Ravel Concerto in G. But that went down really well, and, and then the second half blew everybody away. Now, the Mahler, you've got the brass, you're right there at, at the front of the trombones, but your horns, your colleagues, they're standing, and they do that unusual thing where they turn the bells of their horns up a, a, a bit when, when they're playing the kind of raspy, right. scratchy music right. in, in the scherzo, right. and right. then at the end, they stand. Wow. And for the drama of that, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a really exciting moment, and it really kind of heightens the drama of the performance for the audience. You know, I, I really, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that probably doesn't change the acoustics all that much, but it kind of, you know, brings the audience into it in a physical way. You know, they, they see this whole group of musicians standing up and, and, you know, it's a real triumphant moment kind of signals. The ending is, is near. Um, and you know, this brass section is just incredibly, I mean, that horn section is I'm a trombone player and I'll be the first to, to admit that this is one of the greatest horn sections in the planet. I mean, they, the, the, they're, I refer to them as the nuclear powered horn section, you know, it's like you could power a small city with the amount of sound that they put out. And as a trombone player, I celebrate them because, you know, typically trombones are always, you know, told, Oh, you're too much, it's too aggressive. It's like, well, 
the horns are setting the tone. So, you know, let them do this thing. And then, you know, we'll just kind of pick up the rear, you know. <laughs> but there were so many amazing moments throughout. Your your colleagues in the winds. Uh, there was Lorna McGee with her flute and Michael Rusnick with the clarinet. And your new concertmaster, right. Edward McCarroll in the Schulhoff, has uh, a few moments in addition to the Mahler and everything else. I thought he sounded amazing. Oh, he sounded true. That's the first time I've ever heard him is the, the rehearsals for this tour. And I think he sounds terrific. I think he really, really sounds. And he seems like a really nice man. He seems like a like a, a natural leader, and you know, just a wonderful addition to the orchestra. That's Edward McCarroll. Right. I, I believe so. I believe After so. seven years of waiting, this is where it I starts. Know. We'll hear it very soon at Heinz Hall. Right. The tour is over, and you get back. Well, I want to let you get back to your colleagues. We're sitting in the lobby. <laughs> We're celebrating. We're celebrating the end of a first successful concert. So. Describe the scene of the pizza party here. Oh, boy. All these musicians strewn about in the lobby, you know, food everywhere, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm on a strict 4,000 calorie a day limit on this tour, so I'm just trying to stay under that, you know. <laughs> and have you, have you packed for the moving in the morning? Oh, you know the answer. Why do you ask questions, Jared? You know the answer. I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't either. We'll move out uh, fairly leisurely, but still, it's getting late, that's for sure. Sure. All the best. It's nice to see uh, your colleagues there and the the director of the Three Rivers Young People's Orchestra, Lindsay Novas. My my lovely wife. Yeah, she's here on the tour, and it was it was it was extra special to you know move into something that was you know. I had to. I was up for the challenge, but it was a challenge, and it was great to look out and see my lovely wife out there. Runs, you know, the the young, the Three Rivers Young People's Orchestras, which is a wonderful youth orchestra in Pittsburgh, and I, I coach for her, and and so do many of the PSO musicians, and it's a wonderful organization. So you know, it's part of. We're sort of the alpha and the omega of the music scene in in Pittsburgh. You know, she she helps educate them, and then you know we we play the uh, incredible concerts that the PSO plays. And your group here that's having the pizza, you know, there isn't a, a restaurant in the hotel, and there's hardly any restaurant open in the area. It's really a challenge right, when you right, come back after it. Right, yeah, we kind of had to wing it a little bit and ask the, the 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 hotel staff, you know, what they would recommend for, you know, late-night pizza orders and that kind of thing. And I think people had gotten some supplies from the local grocery store. Musicians are incredibly resourceful when it comes to uh, food and drink, shall we say, you know? <laughs> and I saw uh, your colleague Steve Kostiniak, who played horn tonight, and uh, Andrew Wickersburg. Yola. There were some folks yeah. I didn't know. Were there some subs or extras in that group who all, who all was in, the, in your pizza party? Uh, actually, all the PSO musicians were there are, are longtime members, like uh, Andrew Wickersburg. And I saw and, a few faces you know. I didn't know in your group. Oh, I bet there were probably just spouses of folk of I of see. the players that you maybe don't know. You know, Steve Kostiniak and I go go way back. I mean, we're boy, we've been friends for long more than twenty years, and it's kind of a funny thing. He was on the uh, audition committee when I auditioned for the Utah Symphony in two thousand in in two thousand, and he hired me for that job, and then he moved on to the PSO, and then he was on my committee when I auditioned for the PSO. So we have this agreement that I can't move on to any other orchestra until he moves on to another orchestra. But, I mean, given what the PSO sounds like and the culture here, I have a feeling we're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody sure sounded great tonight, and I just want to thank you. Uh, Another thing I can't really easily describe is when I was asking, okay, who's going to help with this report? You were elected. <laughs> yeah, kind of I mean, my colleagues. Year. Yeah, all my colleagues said, "No, you have to interview. They have to interview. You have to interview me because, 
of the, you know, and that's part of the great culture of the orchestra is that, you know, we have such deep, deep sections, you know, I, I, I'd be willing to bet that, you know, just about every section in the orchestra has a principal caliber player who could move up and do that. And that's one of the things that makes the orchestra sound so incredibly rich and, and strong is that, you know, there are players in the sections who know what it's like to play first and can play first. And so they bring that expertise, you know, and, and it's kind of hard to put a price tag on that. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, having, franchise if i can go back to the football metaphor you know it's like having franchise quarterbacks all throughout the section you know if i can speak in a term that most yinzers like i I see i'm officially a yinzer now i've lived in pittsburgh longer than i've lived anywhere in my life so i'm officially a yinzer so i can speak you know like like pittsburgh dad would understand if i said look we got three franchise quarterbacks in every section you know so you know it's uh i mean it was if it's any any testament it was like after the first couple rehearsals that i played first you know manfred you know we spoke afterwards and he said oh i'm you know i'm so grateful that you are here and you you could do this and i you know i'm so comfortable and you know and so that should that should speak volumes about you know the the depth is not just me but like every every section has players like that so you know i'm just grateful to be around such incredible colleagues so as am I, and there's a win in the column tonight. That's for sure. For sure, and that's right. For the first concert, right. look, we are live. This is not a recording. Right. Live in Ljubljana, uh-huh. Slovenia, and wow, in the I morning know. on the way to uh, Grappenegg right. and Vienna and, and Austria. So, Brian, we'll wrap it up from uh, Ljubljana and Jim Nova, our utility trombone. Thank you so much oh. for uh, helping out with uh, the report. My, my honor to my honor to chat with you, Jim. And I think we have a little bit of the end of the Ravel from uh, uh, Helen Grimaud and the orchestra in Manfred Honick, recorded just a couple of hours ago. Thank you, Brian. Symphony Orchestra live just a few hours ago from Slovenia. You can hear Jim's tour reports weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m. And for more coverage, visit our website at wqadfm.org. This tour report is made possible by Teal College, the road to a rewarding and lucrative career in mental health counseling, speech-language pathology, Physician assistant or nursing starts at Teal College. Teal offers undergraduate and graduate degree programs for in-demand careers. Learn more at teal.edu. 
and by Botkin Family Wealth Management, headquartered in Peters Township, with offices in Ligonier. Sarah and Les are certified financial planners, and Lester is a chartered financial analyst. The father-daughter-son team offers comprehensive investment advice. For more information, botkinfamilywealth.com.